Hey everybody, welcome back in to another edition of Rapid Recap. He is Steve Marek, staff writer inside Nebraska. He is Greg Smith, senior recruiting analyst at Inside Nebraska. And we're gonna keep this one a little shorter than last time. We had technical difficulties and then Steve, we don't want him to have a heat stroke out here. Yeah, it's really hot out here, guys. Yeah, it's, it's a little warm. It's like mid nineties all the time now in Lincoln, apparently, or in the hundreds. Yeah. Trey Palmer even talked about, he's from Louisiana, right? Mm -hmm. He said, he talked about how yeah. hot it was all yeah. the time. So Trey Palmer's one, uh, one guy we want to talk about today as we sort of wrap up the last week of, of Nebraska fall camp. But today we spoke with Scott Frost for, I think, a little bit longer than we anticipated. But mm -hmm. he did have some very important information to share. Uh, the first thing was about the starting quarterback competition. And he said that this is Casey Thompson's job to lose. And then he came back and said, well, it's not as if he separated himself, which is a little <laughs> contradictory. But he did say that this is his job to lose. He's been impressing him mentally um, with, and he has a little more zip on the ball, a little more uh, grip after going, uh, um, recovering from off-season thumb surgery. Yep. Um, what, what did you guys think of his comments? Because after Big Ten, or at Big Ten Media Days, he was talking about how Chubba Purdy has been impressing him, and now I don't think he talked about Chubba in that press conference at all. So what did you make of what he said today? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to, to um, come from that is maybe this is the coaching staff's way of maybe creating a little bit more competition and, and telling some certain players to ramp it up if they do want to play, mainly Chubba Purdy. Chubba wasn't talked about today, uh, but Casey Thompson sure was. And so maybe that's Scott's way of, um, you know, he, he did mention that um, we have kind of an echo here right, right through the tunnel, but uh, we did mention that uh, Casey Thompson did have um, a, a really good, he is having a good camp and everything, and although he hasn't separated himself, he's playing well, but he still wants to keep getting better, and to get better, you need the guys behind Casey Thompson to keep pushing him. Chubb Purdy is one of those guys, so that's what I kind of found interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that something that you guys actually haven't mentioned yet, and that's that he said that Casey has taken his game up another level from the spring, which is a little bit of an admission that he wanted to see some improvement and we had kind of heard whispers about that and we've talked about that a little bit on our, on our insiders board right but you heard that Scott Frost was uh, he wanted to push Casey Thompson a little bit more and I think that jives with what you guys are saying but also that Casey left him wanting a little bit more um, this past spring and it seems like Casey has stepped up to the plate in fall camp but it's easier to do that once you're actually healthy right I think that having that offseason thumb surgery and being able to be out there full go is seemingly helping Casey right now to have a leg up and be the man to beat in that competition. I mean, out of curiosity, because I wasn't here during the spring, you guys were, what, what do you think Casey needed to show other than maybe it did have something to do with that thumb injury he was dealing with? What do you think he needed to show that to, to like impress, I guess, Scott I Frost. think it was I think it was the consistency piece of it, but I also really do think that Scott Frost was very leery coming into this whole battle of not having it be a battle, right, and just mm -hmm. handing the job over to Casey Thompson. We all assumed that that was going to be the case anyway, and I still think, and I'll go on record again saying it, that I think that Casey Thompson will be the guy taking the snaps in Ireland against Northwestern when they first run out there. Um, but I think that Scott was nervous about that, just given how things have gone in the past with Adrian Martinez kind of being anointed into that and we saw kind of that sophomore slump with Adrian and how he even admitted that he didn't work as hard in that offseason so there's some baggage there that I think kept Scott wanting to make sure there was a real competition yeah and then I mean well speaking of competitions um, there's the receiver battle the running back battle and those are the two competitions along with the offensive line that we can talk about but the two skill positions for Nebraska's offense that I think are, I find the most intriguing because Receiver is the most electric position in the sport, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have Mickey Joseph coming up, who's one of the more accomplished receiver 
coaches and developers of talent who's now in Lincoln. So we'll start with them. Earlier this week, Mickey talked about wanting to find that top six in the rotation. And Steve, um, he wrote a, an awesome article on uh, on Inside Nebraska. Sorry, it was an awesome article. Yes. Hopefully, oh, you don't, yes. hopefully you don't get too cocky now. Um, <laughs> he's done now, he's retired. <laughs> he's got one. I'll he's just leave. Yeah, just take a job yeah, at the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, I mean, sort of uh, evaluating that or kind of like recapping that, because you have Trey Palmer, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, uh, a few other guys that you're projecting. Um, mm-hmm. To, to be in that top six, what, what's your feel on that on that position battle? Yeah, I think that it's it's wide open right now. But you know, Mickey said he won six, and I think a lot of the fans who pay attention and and read and watch as as much co- uh, content that that we and others have do, they would have guessed who those six were that that Mickey said. You know, it's Trey Palmer, it's Omar Manning, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda. Um, Brody Belt is thrown in there as well. Oliver Martin gets forgot forgot about as well, but he had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown against Illinois before uh, basically a season a season devastating injury that he that he suffered. It lingered the whole time. Yeah, it lingered the whole time, and he never really got in into the groove. But you know, it's it's a it's a room with a lot of talent and a lot of potential, but they just haven't done it here yet, and so it just kind of makes you a little a little kind of cautious to 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 say that. Um, the receiving room at, at Nebraska could maybe be a strength of the team. Let's let's see it on the field happen first, and then we can go go along with it. But you know, when you look at a guy like Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, what he's shown at his prior two stops in junior college and then um, um, at, at New Mexico State, it was really good. But he didn't practice at all in the spring, and it's going to take time. Um, for him to kind of knock off the rust and and kind of just take that step forward and get into playing shape. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if he wasn't too much of a factor in in week zero against Northwestern, just because he has so much work to do and and so much rust to shake off. Because the last football that he played, the last competitive football that he played is in uh, last November with New Mexico State. And that's that's a point that Mickey Joseph made sure to make because Mm -hmm. uh, when he was asked like, who are the guys that are standing out? He mentioned Isaiah. But he said with, with Isaiah, it's patience because yeah. of how, like you said, how mm-hmm. long it has taken him to, to get on the field. And one thing with Isaiah, he brings his speed. And that's another, uh, he could be a real deep threat. And I think Marcus Washington was another guy, a Texas transfer, who out of everybody in the receiving room, he has the most experience catching passes from Casey Thompson. So, you know, I think uh, although Marcus Washington wasn't here for the spring, I wouldn't put it past Mickey Joseph to play the guys who he truly believes can make a difference on the offense, and that's whether they were here in the spring or not. And uh, Marcus Washington was not, but you know, at six foot two, he brings a long, speedy guy who can kind of blow, blow the top off defenses and and make things happen deep down the field. So, oh uh, yeah, Nebraska's receiving room has a lot of potential, but let's just see it happen on the field first before we kind of get excited about what could happen. I think it's the same way with the running backs. Right? Oh, for sure. Because that's, I, yes, <laughs> I mean. It, I think there's a there's a general feeling that there's a ton of talent in the room. And it might wind up being the best offensive position group on the on the team this year. Maybe the best top to bottom group on the team potentially. But you have Anthony Grant, and speaking of junior college uh, mm-hmm. transfers, and Anthony Grant, someone who we've uh, we've been told that uh, he's sort of been emerging midway through fall camp against seven practice eight practices now yeah. after today, with seven more to go. So there is still time uh, for that the RB one conversation to. Um, sort of trickle down and uh, evolve a little bit as we move forward. But Anthony Grant right now seems to be emerging as that number one. And then you have Ramir Johnson, um, Gabe Irvin Jr., and then a couple of the freshmen that, that Brian Applewhite talked about. But, I mean, 
is that sort of what we ex what you expected, Greg? That like that Anthony Grant would eventually take over that? Yeah, I think that that's. I, I have always kind of thought that that's where we're heading. I thought that him getting here in the spring and getting a leg up on that competition um, was a really big deal for him. Also, he was more accomplished coming out of junior college than some of the guys that have even been on Nebraska's team already. Um, and guys that have seen time, but they've just had a hard time kind of grabbing hold of that job. And we've seen this now for a couple of years here at Nebraska, where we thought that that running back room was really talented. Then you get out there in games, and it's just kind of all over the place, and you aren't sure what to make of it. I think that this year will be different with that group, and I think it'll start with Anthony Grant, but then you have a whole host of guys um, that have gotten a lot of good praise, right? We've heard um, all of the or multiple coaches mention Ramir Johnson as someone that I feel comfortable saying he's going to have a role of some sort, just don't know if he's going to be the every down back. Um, you've heard A.J. Allen, the true freshman, get mentioned by Brian Applewhite, and Applewhite made note the other day when he talked to us that he's played a true freshman everywhere he's been, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And so he's not afraid to do that, right? Um, Jacques Yant is a guy that I I know the fan base loves to hear about and so I'll mention him who is also getting um, some positive praise too is you just have a really good battle in that room and I think that that competition and I think Frost termed it as it's back and forth every day somebody has a great day um, a different person has a great day every day but there haven't been a lot of really bad days and I think that's good for the competition even if I think that Grant is going to be the guy that ends up separating himself from the pack. And sticking with the offense, kind of, we kind of glossed over this before this at the start of the press conference. Scott kind of opened up and, and gave an opening statement. You know, it's he did give one at this time. Yeah, yeah, he gave one and he did not give one at Big Ten media days for the main podium. People forget that he talked for 35 minutes before that with local yeah, guys. But, talked, yeah. but anyway, he he came out and basically uh, brought up the offense right away. And and I quote, "Whip is in control. He's running it." He came out and flat out just said it. So I think it's kind of fairly obvious that this is going to be Mark Whipple's offense now. He will be calling the plays, although he didn't actually say it. Yeah. Um, he, we just kind of assume that that's going to be it. It's kind of different from what we heard um, at, at Big Ten Media Days where Scott said it was going to be a collaboration. And of course, a like a fun collaboration. Yes, a fun a collaboration. Fun one. Don't, yes. don't, don't. That's an important adjective. <laughs> that is. That I, is. Which I found, I, like, I still find that interesting that he felt the need to even say that at yeah. Big Ten Media Days um, and then walk it back today. Like, there's something going on there. But I think that it, to me, and, and just based on what we heard from people kind of on our board, what we've seen just kind of in general, I think people are more excited at the prospect of Whipple coming over and having more control over the offense. I just think that that's what the feel is, even though Frost has had a great background in offense, it has not translated as well to Nebraska, especially, you know, once you get inside the 20s, right, if you really want to deep dive into it, um, whereas Whipple's team last year at Pitt was great in the red zone, um, so you hope at least some of that rubs off on Nebraska's team this year, um, but I think that with this, the developments today, I think, are largely positive. Yeah, I mean, everyone gets excited about change and something different in the offseason when mm -hmm. nothing's but when it hasn't been working. So I think making Mark Whipple what, the highest offense coordinator in yep. program history, mm -hmm. I think there should be excitement there, especially after he developed a first round NFL draft pick and Litnikoff winner last yep. year. Mm -hmm. like. Yep. So I mean there there is excitement around the program. I think uncertainty, maybe yeah. some uncertain excitement with question marks, but the talents there, it's like how does it all coalesce? How does it all I guess form up and act, can they actually be a well-oiled machine that works well together um, so I in guess Ireland <laughs> that, in Ireland of all places so yeah. we will be back um, to provide more fall camp coverage we have another open practice uh, to, to watch next week and a couple more press conferences as we roll along here and then uh, August 13th I think is the last press conference when we get to talk to Scott Frost and then the 14th is the last day of fall camp 
So uh, we will be back with another rapid recap. You can check out these on our Inside Nebraska YouTube page that we encourage you to subscribe to. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe to the Inside Nebraska podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, the written content from Steve, Greg, and myself uh, and the rest of the team at Inside Nebraska at nebraska.rivals.com. And we'll be back uh, again for more, more uh, beautiful, hot Memorial <laughs> Stadium. And we're going to go get Steve a fan real quick to, and a yes. gallon of water to cool off. <laughs> I need to hydrate, guys. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see you guys real soon.